Well, since this is the maiden voyage of our show, I guess it would be appropriate to tackle the burning question of why we moved to France in the first place. Also, you'll get our thoughts about whether moving to France is right for you. And Julie has the French phrase of the day. All coming up on Jeff and Julie Move to France during a global pandemic. Okay, welcome to our very first podcast. Uh, my name is Jeff. I'm Julie. Bienvenue. And uh, the reason we started this podcast is because of the countless number of people who asked us, hey, can you give us any advice on moving to France? And I think we can safely do that, don't you? We can definitely help. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Okay, thank you. That's our, uh, that's our podcast. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Au revoir. A bientôt. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, uh, we just thought we'd get that out of the way because it has been an experience. Challenge. <laughs> yes, it's been challenging, but lots of good things have happened as a result of it. But um, let, let's uh, let's start off with some some introductions, and then we can get into sort of the why. Why did we ever decide to move from Canada to France? Uh, so there, there, there's the first bit. I'm we're, we're both Canadian. Both Canadian. I was um, born and raised in Montreal, um, Quebec, which is the French-speaking province in Canada, and I've been living in was living in Ontario um, for a good thirty years, and started a company, a talent agency, um, which during the pandemic, COVID, I have been continuing to run from France. Yeah, from from your house, from our house. Uh, I'm. Uh, from Saskatchewan, not speaking French province. Zero. No, no, not, you know what? Not zero. Mm. Th there's Gravelberg. <laughs> no, no, I mean it. In Saskatchewan, there is a tiny community called, uh, I, how would you say that? It's Bourg. Gravelberg. Uh, right. I don't know. That's how Clouseau would say but, it. But that's not where you're from. No, that's not one. No, uh. that's, no, that's, no. But there is a, I'm just saying, there's, there's French in Saskatchewan. A but pocket yeah. of. Pocket. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Similar to uh, in Winnipeg, there's St. Boniface. That's right. Okay. Uh, but no, I, I didn't speak French uh, until we moved here. So, uh, but I, I, was in, I was in radio for 653 years, I believe, and then packed that in about six or seven years ago and officially yep. became retired right. at that point. Right. And uh, so here we are. We, we, as Julie just mentioned... We, uh, by, oh, names. We haven't given our names. Full names. Do we do that? Are we giving our full names? Probably not necessary. Just Jeff and Julie? Yeah. That works. That's good. Um, but yeah, as Julie mentioned, we lived in Ontario since 1990. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is also the year we got married. Correct. 31 years. Of joy. 31 years. <laughs> yeah. But who's counting? Right. So we were, you know, thinking about the next stage in our life. What did we want that to look like? We don't have children. We have three rescue dogs. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to kind of think about where we want to live. And we've always loved Europe. Um, we've traveled here quite often. Yeah, but, but it, it, didn't, it, it, it didn't start out that way, did it? I mean, when we were first entertaining the idea of Okay, where are we going to uh, retire to? Because, well, for you know, you know, I, I think we actually even need to go back one further step, which is to say, it, we didn't think it was going to be Canada just because of the the weather and stuff. So, 
you know, 60 years in, in snow and bugs and, and I, I, nothing against Canada. It was a great, great time in our lives. But it was just time for something different. We're only here once, so. Right. Well, one of the options that we examined was, okay, let's let's do what a lot of our friends have done and purchase a property in the southern states where mm-hmm. there's sunshine and warmth and become, what do they call those? Snowbirds. Snowbirds, yeah. And, you know, it, we, we did examine that. And, and it is... It is something that most Canadians think about, and one of the reasons is proximity. The other reason is is Medicare, right? So, yeah, Canada has, they always say free Medicare. It's not free, but it's it's uh, it's single payer uh, medic medical system um, where your taxes go to the government. The government pays for your health care. So, you know, most Canadians are are concerned as they should be as you get into your older years are concerned about that. So that is why a lot of Canadians do that because if you split it six months and six months. Right. You still have access to your health care right. in, in Canada. But for us, the thought of having two places to maintain and shipping the critters back and forth um, wasn't um, an idea that really appealed to us. Yeah, because we, we had a property uh, at the time in Ontario that really uh, it really required. It was sixty acres mm-hmm. uh, in in the countryside in Ontario, uh, between Kitchener and uh, Toronto, and it required twenty four seven maintenance. Absolutely. Even, even in the winter, we were you know shoveling out laneways and and rooftops. We were, you know it 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 re- so I don't know. To Julie's point, when we were thinking about going to say to Arizona or Florida or one of those places for six months of the year, I know you would have been worried about the place in Ontario. I would have been going out of my mind. We had we had some ice storms. Well, one Christmas, I think it was seven years ago, we were without power for, I want to say, four and a half days. Yeah. So, so the, the, we had an ice storm and it knocked out our power. We had... We, our house was about a kilometer to the road. Right. So we had to get special guys in and cranes and the whole thing at our expense. And I'll never forget, there we were. We, we had borrowed a, a tiny compressor from friends of ours. And the, the compressor was, was just kind of enough to get a little bit of warmth into the – or generator, generator sorry. Right. A, a little bit of warmth into the house. Yeah, and, but we had to leave the window open. Oh, you, oh We had that, to leave the window open – and the generator was outside just so that we could watch maybe 20 minutes of television. Yeah, so yeah, that's right, because we also had a propane heater inside the house. Really smart. <laughs> yeah. I highly recommend it. Um, that's hey. why we had to have the window open. That's right. So the, the, yeah, that's right. The generator was like, I don't know what it was running. It wasn't much, but it was enough to watch TV. Um, and I look over at Julie. It's minus 30 in the house or whatever. She's sitting there shivering. She's this is not grown up. This is not grown up. <laughs> no. So coming out of this, our first purchase was a, a generator. Yeah, we did get a generator. And, and that was an exceptional Christmas. We've had we had many, many good times in, in that house. Um, but, you know, we were looking at the future. And so we started thinking about Europe. And we've been to Spain. We've been to Italy. Beautiful countries. But neither one of us speaks the language. I speak French. So all of a sudden, we started leaning towards exploring that option. Okay, so you just uh, mentioned that you speak French, so you're fully bilingual. I think this is a a great part of the show. 
to uh, introduce the French phrase of the day. Oh, so dramatic. Okay, so the French expression of the day. Oh, it's an expression today. Today, yes. So does this mean it's it's uh, it's popular? Quite popular. It's going to be hard for me to figure it out then. Probably. Because you know what I found about French expressions? They have nothing to do with what you're actually saying. Sometimes. Okay. Uh, most times. Okay. okay, so here it goes. Okay. Garder son sang-froid. Garder son sang-froid. Uh... Protect your brother? <laughs> no. 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 No, do you want the answer now? Or do yeah, you wanna... let's have the answer now, but I mean, I'm trying so to go garder, through... So, yeah. keep... Oh, keep. Son sang-froid. And that is keep a cool head. It Directly translated, it's cold blood. See, there you go. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> it has it has absolutely nothing to do... But it's, it's stay calm, keep cool. It's yeah, but, really... But the, if it's keep a cool head, why don't you say, you know, well, it's, it, garde it, le cool head, or you know what no, I'm... No, 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 but the, it's, it's keep your blood cold. Don't get all heated up, is what they're saying. So stay calm. Well, but there's nothing about blood in there. It's about... Sang. Sang. Oh, sang. Okay. S-A-N-G. Sang. Oh, sang. okay. Cold blood. Okay, one more time. Garder son sang froid. And, and it just means keep a cool head. Yep. Which is something that we do or have to do on pretty much a regular basis. You got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, there it is. The, uh, the French phrase of the day. Thank you, Julie. My pleasure. And... You know, getting back to the, you know, our our place in Canada, it, if if that was going to be the if Europe was going to be the option, it was going to be the only option, right? Right. Like there wasn't. This is the whole thing. We just after we examined the whole America thing, we just decided. Is that you or me with the growling? It's me. Oh, um, we decided that we would just uh, abandon the idea of two properties, and and that was. That was a big decision, you know. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, so you know, m- making this big a move is huge, and you know, all the logistics that are involved, and all of of the the documentation, all of the processes that we had to kind of get get into in order to make this possible. Um, you know, I I think was. Um, very life-altering for oh, yeah. both of us. Yeah. Um, but we're here now, and there are some things that we've discovered that are amazing and other things that have been a bit of a disappointment. And, you know, throughout these podcasts, we'll go through our list of all the good and all the, you know, some of the bad. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, overall, living in rural France has been very calming, very restful, um, very beautiful, and, um, you know, we look forward to sharing some of our experiences. Yeah, c- certainly not bogged down with friends and stuff. <laughs> you know, th- that has been something uh, that uh, we've missed a lot of, uh, our friends. And through COVID, nobody's been able to try. We've had one, been here over a year, and we've had one set of guests in October, just just in the, you know, the valley of, of, the, of, of a couple of COVID waves. And it seemed to uh, th- that actually brightened our day, but uh, through no one's fault, it's it's just been uh, travel here has been. Yeah, so I think our experience is is exceptional because we did make this massive move during a pandemic. Don't recommend that at all. <laughs> Don't rec. You know, next pandemic that comes along, if you're thinking, hey, let's move to another country, 
I wouldn't recommend it right at that moment. Right. Because, no. you know, it's hard enough to acclimatize to a new culture, but add, you know, all the restrictions and all of the the fun that comes along with COVID. But this show is is has been dictated by dogs, when you think about it, because that was the original impetus for us finding a place where we didn't have to, you know, toggle back between one residence and another. Right. That was definitely a huge factor. Well, it was the, it was really the factor because... We moved to France for the dogs. Well, yeah, I believe that's, we can blame, we can blame them. (laughs) We're idiots. (laughs) And you know what? They, that's the thing about the, we got three big dogs. So there are two rescues from Greece um, and one from, from Canada. They're, they're fairly, I think the smallest dog is like 40 pounds, right? Isn't he? A bit more. A bit more. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, the thought of back and forth to say Arizona and Canada with three no it's just not happening right and and i can say without a doubt that they are so happy to be here yeah they see they 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 have to deal with none of the uh none of the regulation administration none of that stuff it's just where's my food i'm sleeping here good night and right and they get they get to see the deer yeah almost every day and and that's fun for them. Yeah, so we bought a place in southwest France, which is right in between the two oceans. Yeah? Yeah, about two and a half hours each way. Yeah, so there's the Mediterranean on one side and uh, the Atlantic on the other side. And we, yeah, obviously, uh, we bought a place in the country. The dogs can see the deer every morning and react accordingly. <laughs> and it's what they call an, an ancient house here. It's, uh, you know, an old building. Difficult to estimate how old it, it was, but the shape of the property was was quite good um, in terms of the, of the electrical, the plumbing. Yes. Um, we just had to do some... some um, uh, well, well, we kind of called it the Frankenstein house, so we had to make it pretty. Well, and, and when you say that, we had to sort of um, take away all of the incongruities of the place and make it uniform. So there were about five or six different floor coverings. We wanted to make that one floor covering. So we essentially spent a good half a year, maybe even more, renovating it while we were still in Canada because we bought this place. I I think, what, it it closed in January of 2020? Right, right before the pandemic. And we, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we had um, already secured a contractor, um, a Scottish fella, um, who uh, turned out to be brilliant. And it turned out to be five minutes from our house. As a matter of fact, it's, it's interesting. We saw Ian's place, which was also for sale at the time. Right. Ten minutes before we saw this place. Right. Right. I, th- I think he always held it against us. But <laughs> but anyway, no, he's perfect. He's a, he's a, a, a an amazing uh, general contractor. He was able to through the pandemic get all of the sub trades here while we were in Canada. He made some choices on the fly that ended up just being brilliant. So right. we really lucked out there. We did, and then you booked a trip to come oversee the renovations. And again, pre pandemic, you got here. I think you came to France on March. 9th, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think I came, I came on March 5th, and on the 9th, everything shut down. Something to that could effect. Be. Right. Everything shut down. And on that last day before the shutdown, you confirmed the plans for the kitchen at the kitchen place. That's right. That's right. And then their factory shut down. 
Yeah. So it, during that time, work was, um, I think, um, it wasn't at a standstill, but it went much more slowly than it would have gone had we not been in COVID era. Right. But Ian got it all together. And in the end, when we finally moved here in uh, October of 2020, for the most part, everything was done. Now, we're since into further renovations with some of the outbuildings because it's a 13-acre property. It has a barn. It has a gîte, which is a guest house, mm-hmm. and uh, and then a little carport area with some, a garden shed and that, that kind of thing. So... Yeah, we, we've, you know, we've had to, you know, reline the pool and all the, all the things that you have to do for, for maintenance. Well, and, and I've got to say that aside from the buildings, what really stole our hearts was the view. Um, we are on the top of a hill overlooking the Lot Valley, and it is breathtaking, spectacular. It changes every day. Every time of the year is, is beautiful. Um, and there's... You can always build a building, but you can't build a view. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and behind us, we have this beautiful forest, which is full of walking trails. Right. So, I mean, we're in a very uh, country-like location. Our nearest neighbor couldn't be... Uh, it's almost a kilometer away. I, I would, would say. say. I would say. And uh, it's just very peaceful and tranquil. And um, so, you know, there's another reason why we found this beautiful place. Yes. So it's been it, it's been great kind of living in the house, experiencing the house. And uh, and there were lots of little surprises that uh, the contractor had for us once we got here. Like um, he got this local artisan to design a maple leaf that they put into one of the stone walls. And it's gorgeous. Beautiful. Yeah, that sort of brought a tear to my eye, I got to yeah. say. Yeah, very thoughtful. Yeah. Yeah, the people here are lovely. Um, and so far, the experience in terms of dealing with the artisans ha- ha- has been great. But this is what we tell people, you know, and it is the number one question. May as well address it on our first podcast is why the heck did you guys choose France? And just it almost became a process of elimination. You know, we I, I think we eliminated the states for a number of reasons early. A number of reasons. But then, you you know, you touched on Spain, and Spain was a place that we had gone to for two or three times, I think, mm-hmm. and just loved it. And then, uh, and then, you know, after we visited France a couple of times after that, you know, Julie said, well, don't you think if we're going to move here, uh, we should at least move to a country where one of us speaks the language? And by the way... Just to flesh that out a little bit more, and I know we'll 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 delve into this in future podcasts, but it's almost a necessity. I because I, I cannot. You, you think people speak English in France? Well, they do in Paris. So if you've been to Paris, and oh, you've had a wonderful experience where? Well, of course it's Paris. Right. You know, I'm sure they speak English in in you know Berlin, but uh, you know, out in the country where we are, and we we're in Southwest France. Forget about it. And all the government stuff, they don't speak any. No, no. It, it, you need to know how to speak French if, you, if you're going to get the enjoyment that you want out of this country. And, and Jeff, you've been doing so wonderfully well with your French classes since September. So three, three plus months into it, you already have more vocabulary. You understand. Your comprehension is really good. You can speak it. You can now, I can now send you to the store by yourself and not worry. 
I, I know that you're not going to bring back the wrong thing. No, and that that's because you sit over my head with a shotgun and uh, insist that I, I do my French every morning. Yes, so, I do. It's important. Um, it's really important. No, it is, and and I you know I've I've got a, a really good tutor, um, and it helps to have a tutor who speaks English. And for me, I got to have like just me and a tutor. I, I can't be in a class of people having to put, you got to put your hand up and then you ask, you're afraid to ask a stupid question. And then, you know, that you just, you don't learn as much as when you can just, inst- you basically control the conversation. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that works really well for you. Yeah. I just thought of one other factor that kind of tilted us in, in you know, our decision to move here. Um, We've always loved uh, older homes. Uh, we've always loved the charm of, of you know, an older property. And the French countryside is just, it's a, a myriad of properties with amazing, all different qualities, all different, you know, features. Um, but the uh, the interesting part of it is, you know, when we were looking at property prices compared to Canada it was our feeling, even with the conversion of the Canadian dollar to the euro, that we were getting a, a bigger bang for our buck. Well, the, the the housing bubble that's happening in Canada and, and other parts of the world right now is through the roof. So, you know, uh, once we were able to sell our place, we, we had uh, we had pretty much pick of the litter when we came here. And, and uh, that is another point. And, and, and again, this is not not to denigrate Canada or anything because, I you know, I, we're both from there. We spent 60 years plus there, loved it. I mean, I'm a big outdoor guy, so being in Saskatchewan and enjoying the the beautiful lakes and Precambrian rocks, same with Ontario, uh, and and having lived in almost every province. Mm-hmm. So, you yep. know, we at least I did through radio. I mean, all of them, you know, I, I can't even count them. But, uh, and, and so... The countryside. There are beautiful parts of Canada, obviously, but when you, when you, when you come to France, not only do you get that countryside and rolling hills and just a vista around every corner, but there, the architecture and the history is. You know, Canada is a young country. Yes. The history here, with even just everyday houses, is hundreds of years old. Yeah. There's a right down the road. There's a 14th century um, chapel church. Right. Um, you know, and and it's so easy to get from one destination to another. You know, from from here, Europe is is accessible. Of course, during the pandemic, yeah, different. not so much. But you know, our plan, which was pre-pandemic, um, was to be able to spend some time in other countries that are, you know, two and a half hours away. Yeah, by car. And that that was a, another reason, and I'm glad you brought that up because. Uh, France is even more central than Spain to the rest of of Europe. Yes. So that, there's another why. Here we are. We're plunked kind of in the center southwest of of Spain of of France, and it's just drives away to all these other countries. Right. And it's spectacular. And and by the way, you know, if I were to take three things that drove me crazy about Canada, uh, especially where we lived, uh, snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, bugs mm. and uh, traffic, and and the traffic in and around Toronto is insane, debilitating, and and uh, here we get three cars in front of us at a roundabout, and it's like, what is going on? Right. Um. 
So it be, it would be different if we were in, you know living in Marseille, Lyon, Paris, mm. right? Again, yeah. But here it's just I mean there's never ever any traffic right. slowing you down. Right. <laughs> you know I was thinking of a a, a story about the snow. And uh, so when I was in radio, the last 20 years of radio, I, w- I would be uh, driving into work to do the morning show at 3.30. Right. And uh, oftentimes, I had a Jeep at the time because oftentimes there was, I was be- before the, ahead of the plows. Right. And I'll never forget one time, the whole morning show made it in and it was like, we were all just kind of, because it was about two feet of snow we were all just you know gunning it to get in there and we get into the uh we get into the radio station and and there's an email from our general manager and he was all kind of bragging about being able to let everybody off and he was saying far too dangerous to be driving into work today uh so please feel free to take meanwhile the morning show's there right and after a while you know like i had several really close calls right. driving into work and that so yeah. again i just i i've the novelty of the snow mm-hmm. is worn off mm-hmm. i don't need it anymore and by the way we have the pyrenees down here right we Wanna, if we want snow we can get snow we'll have a snowball fight to, there yeah. we go yeah <laughs> yeah and, and you know and another thing about about um this country is that you can drive 20 kilometers and have completely different topography you know, we're in a Bastide area where it's it it's ancient um, defenses, um, but you know, you just drive to Cahors, and all of a sudden you're in wine country, and you've got these big big um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for cliffs of rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it goes flat, then it goes it goes hilly, then it goes mountainous. Um, just r- really a lot of uh, a lot of diverse terrain in a very um, small area. Yeah, we we uh, in fr- in terms of fruit, we're we're in the uh, prune area <laughs> of France. Yeah, just We've, we're w- very regular now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're in that. But if you were to drive, say, towards Bergerac, there is a moment where the the vineyards stop being prune and start being wine, like. There's a there's a separation. It's really cool, and then everything forward from there is wine country. Right, right from Bergerac all the way to uh, Bordeaux. We're we're about uh, what ninety minutes to two hours east of Bordeaux. In, yeah, in I would say southeast. Yeah, southeast of Bordeaux. Yeah. So yeah, it's really cool, and 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 you know, there's another thing when 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 you kind of go back to the why of why we why we did this. Um, it it's. Life is short, and you know, sixty years in one place, and then maybe the last twenty in somewhere else. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Well, yeah, you know, it, it's new. It's it's an adventure. Yeah. It's something to look forward to. Yeah, not just sitting um, around waiting to die. Yeah, and I think we were up for the challenge. You know, we may have bitten off a little more than we can chew, but um, you know, all in all, um, we made it. We're healthy. Um, we've, you know, done a great job at renovating the old house, have met some amazing artisans. And we're not divorced. And, and we still like each other. Yeah, that's the, the thing there. 31 years, then you go through this upheaval and still, you know, uh, things are just uh, bouncy castle time. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Just, that's, uh, yeah. Okay, really. good. And wait till I learn French. Oh, man. I get, you know, 
I'm sure the, the world will open up for me then. No, but I'm able to make reservations at restaurants and stuff like that right now. Yes. No. And, and, and place your food order. And... Well, the only thing is, so Julie will say, okay, what, you know, for practice, why don't you make a reservation at the restaurant? But she's got to be near and it's got to be on speaker because invariably they start in with the questions and it's just like, you know, I'm just, could I make a reservation for two, please, at uh, 1230? And then all of a sudden, blah, 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 away they go. And I go, here you go, honey. Right. Well, you the, the picture of you handing your cell phone to me is, is very commonplace here because you keep on giving the delivery man your telephone number instead of mine. Well, I'm going to stop doing that because it's, 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 you know, it's... It's bothersome. It's like, oui, bonjour, maman, s'il vous plaît. <laughs> <laughs> Ma femme parle français, just a minute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, all in all, it's been fun. That kind of covers the why. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the how. Holy cow. That's, that's another story. That's going to be a couple of podcasts. Mm -hmm. I, you know, the move here was, oh, boy. Uh, this thing is, uh, it, it's, it's got many different legs and chapters to it. Um, this was, uh, this was the, the, the opening salvo. The very next step we felt um, on this journey was to, like, how do we, okay, okay, we're going to move to France. How do we do it? Wh like, where do we go? Mm -hmm. and, and that's, I guess, question number two is how did you decide on this part of France? right. Um, the Bastide area. And, and you know, uh, just a little bit of a teaser for the next, um, for the next podcast, but, you know, we, we didn't want to be in a tourist area. And so that's difficult because France is just... It's the most traveled country. Under normal circumstances, France has the most tourists of any other country. Yeah, so we didn't want... Because we were told... That in, you know, July, August, everybody shuts down in Paris. They all come down to the south of France. So we wanted to be in the south of France, but not in like, you know, we didn't want to be anywhere near... Uh, Provence uh, Prov or... Yeah. 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 Saint-Tropez or any of the... Any of those places. Yeah. So we've, we've been able to dodge that by finding an area that really isn't a destination area. It's beautiful. It's but a... not, not, not so beautiful that you'd want to come and visit, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to do that. No, you, there's so many other places for you to go. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get further into that with the next episode and what we, how we determined, how we decided on this spot and how we found a house and all that stuff. And all the fun that ensued during that process. Oh, yeah. And the real estate agent that we yes, chose. Yes, that's right. Holy Why? Now, I this is not... I don't remember real estate agents being as cheap as, as this person was in Canada. I don't remember that in Canada. This was a, this was legendary. Yeah, it's a well, legendary story yeah, that's of cheapness. A, that's a whole other chapter, real estate agents in France. Yes, it is. But we'll cover uh, why we chose this area and how we chose this area in the next podcast of Jeff and Julie Move to France During a Global Pandemic.